This is episode 59 with Jamie Lerner. Hello, and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show, where each week you'll get an infusion of tips, daily routines, tools, and rituals that will empower you to own your life and become the best version of yourself. All this information is free, so please subscribe to and review this podcast. You can also check out today's resources in our show notes. So grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show. Jamie Lerner, co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, can put a fresh spin on just about anything that anyone throws her way. Her unique and masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations is astounding. All of a sudden, your biggest nightmares becomes your greatest pleasure as she lovingly helps you sift through the contrast and find that small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. Unassuming, reassuring, and seemingly without any sense of ego, Jamie Lerner is able to put everyone and everything at ease. Jamie is an asset to any corporate setting. She is easily able to untangle the issues at hand and move right along into helping facilitate a solution-based platform for creative, productive, good-feeling collaboration and change. Jamie can most often be seen working with individuals, children, adults, and couples as well as with small groups. She never positions herself as the expert of anything and is always reminding you that it is you who knows best for yourself. Always. Hi, everyone. Hope everyone is having a beautiful day. And today here with us, we have Jamie Lerner. How's it going, Jamie? It's going great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Ah, So good to have you here. Um, So first, can you share with us a story on how you got to do the work that you do? Yes, I will. I was born with a knowing and I think that we all are. And I think that when contrast, which is everything that we're not wanting, um, kind of gets in our way that we launch all these rockets of amazing desires. Um, So I was a child who really heard my own voice very, very clearly and never strayed from that, even if it meant that I was going to have to disconnect from um, people in my life that... um, were family members and and others. Um, So I spent half my life trying to figure out why and how I could be so connected with myself and yet not feel a connection with my mother. And um, in doing so, I became very interested in psychology and psychotherapy and I became a psychotherapist and I realized that we're not helping people by asking them to continually look backwards when they're truly wanting to move forwards. So that's how all this came to be. I went from being a psychotherapist to doing what I do now, which is called the integrative approach to well-being, which is just helping people get from where they are in their now to where they want to be. Awesome. Awesome. I love how you how you said that you were connected with yourself but not connected with your mother. So that was kind of the starting point of it? Yes, that was um, something that it was very difficult for me to understand. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about, I, I, I appreciate how you talk about look, the current 
kind of modality of psychotherapy is looking backward over and over again. I know I've experienced, I've had a lot of success with therapy, but I can totally see how that could hinder healing in a lot of ways. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you um, focus on looking forward instead of backward in, mm. in people's healing and where they want to be in life? Well, first of all, I don't really think we need to heal. I think we're all doing fine. And then there is this other lovely option, which is feeling good and helping people understand that through the choices, conscious choices that they can begin to make in asking the question, what is it that you want for yourself? That that is really a good starting point. Most people are not used to asking that question of themselves. As a matter of fact, I think we use our past and our current situation as the excuse not to ask ourselves that question. So we hide behind our children, our husbands, our jobs, our friends, we have a zillion excuses why we'll never address ourselves. And so this becomes just a wonderful opportunity to just become lovingly curious with ourselves about ourselves and begin just to ask those simple questions. And when we do so, I think then we can be in our now, whatever that moment is, even if it's for a moment. But that's a great start. So what are some questions we can ask ourselves? Well, I think how do we feel in this moment? And I think that is a good first question. And for a lot of people, it's very scary. Um, the next question is, what do you want? I ask people all day long what they want, and they tell me all day long what they don't want. <laughs> and it's interesting because what you focus on is what you get. So what you don't want is what you get most of the time if that's what you're focused on and talking about. Um, so those are two just really basic questions. And to ask ourselves these questions in, once again, a very loving and curious way. So how can we, we become curious about ourselves, which means not judgmental, but just curious in kind of an interesting way. All right. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. So how, how does this approach work so differently from traditional psychotherapy then? You know, I, I understand it at, because I've done work around this and shifting mindset and thinking forward instead of backward. But for people that aren't familiar with it, how can this approach be maybe a little bit more powerful? Well, first I think that we give people the option, you know, that we can say this is another way to, to create your life. So we don't need to move. We don't need to look backwards to move forward. It doesn't have to happen that way. And so no matter what has happened in the past, no matter how traumatic or horrific or how wonderful, there was clearly a lot of contrast there. And all of that contrast is helpful in the sense that if we would embrace that contrast and understand it is a way that it launched all these new desires for us, then we become very hopeful about whatever happened back then. I ask people to look at what happened back then from their right 
now perspective. Because as an adult, if we can see what happened then from our lens as an adult, we begin to really understand it and unpack it very differently. Right. Psychotherapy, we're constantly asking people to look back almost from the state of mind of when they were that child. So it, it keeps us feeling helpless and hopeless and a victim to a past and maybe an entire family that in many ways they were probably doing the best they could do. Yeah, this so, reminds me a lot of like the buyer and Katie work um, and how she yeah. asks, goes back to different situations and asks, is it true? Is it true over and over again? And most likely the people come back with a conclusion after several times of asking and they're like, wow, that was just my perception of the situation and now it's not true, you know, the way exactly things happen. Awesome. So you talk in your work about reframing, um, you know, negative situations and creating a better outlook on life. Um, so let's say somebody had a traumatic event in the past or in their childhood. How can they learn to reframe that and use that as you know, a stepping stool to live a better life. You, you know, I think that when we begin to understand whatever happened is like an opportunity because whatever that was all about then, look where we are now. You know, we're, we're strong and we're loving and we're resilient. And whatever that was all about, it created so much desire for us wanting something more or something different. And when we can begin to forgive ourselves and forgive the other people that were involved in whatever all that was about, it begins to feel really good because we can stand in our personal power and say, in this moment, I know what I want for myself because of what I did not want. Awesome. And can you give us some steps uh, to forgiveness and how to go about that? I think forgiveness begins with ourselves, you know, to forgive ourselves and know we did the best we could as we navigated all of that contrast. It's interesting because once we do forgive ourselves, we tend to forgive everybody. We let everyone else off the hook. And that is so powerful in taking steps towards personal responsibility. You know, it means that I am in control of everything that's happening to me. And I'm not giving that power to anybody else to make those choices for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Forgiveness is really, really important. Um, but I know that for me, I didn't really figure out what forgiveness looked like until maybe a year ago. It was something I really wanted but I felt that a block there. So do you have any advice for people that are at that place of, okay, I know that I'm supposed to forgive myself and others. So what do you do to take that first step to actually get towards forgiveness? Well, first of all, forgiveness is a bridge to love and it's a choice. And when we feel like we have a choice to forgive, or not to forgive, it's easier to make the choice. And it happens moment by moment. 
the more connected we are to ourselves in a place of self-love and unconditional love with and towards and for ourselves, the easier it is to extend that to other people. So I would say connect with yourself any way that you can. Love yourself, forgive yourself, and then think about forgiving others because it must start with ourselves and the relationship that we're having with ourselves moment by moment. Awesome. So Jennifer, do you, uh, Jamie, I'm sorry, do you have a success story with a client um, that you could share with us how they were able to reframe, you know, from their current situation to another way of thinking? You know, with every client, I see every moment as a success. Every moment that we are choosing for ourselves, even if we're choosing to stay stuck, or stay in a situation that is making us happy, I believe that is success. So personal responsibility, moment by moment, is success. And there is no failure. And I think there are no consequences. I believe that there are moments of choice and there are outcomes. And there's no wrong choice. It's just a moment and on to the next moment. And I think we just make so much of all of this Mm-hmm. that we hold ourselves hostage to this whole concept of creating an amazing life for ourselves and having some joy and recreating opportunities with ourselves, with other people. So the success begins when somebody purchases some time with me because that's how I run my business. They go to my website and then they take the personal responsibility and purchase the amount of time that they think that they are needing. I don't know what you need. You know what you need. Trust yourself. You do know, even though you don't know how or why. And the moment you make that choice, that's a success. I have clients that have bought like hours and hours and hours of time with me and never have used it. And I reach out to them. I say, wow, you have all this time. They're like, I know. And I'm going to use it when I'm going to use it. But there's so much personal responsibility, choice, and trust of oneself throughout this whole process. That's all success. Great. Thank you. So you have written, uh, co-authored a book, um, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that book? The Ever-Loving Essence of You is like a little gem. Um, and you can open it to any page. You don't have to read it front to back, but it really is all about creating a long-term connected relationship with yourself. And everything in this book are just loving reminders of things that we already know and have just forgotten. So it's just filled with some tools and some examples and some exercises of how we can reconnect with ourselves and then go on to reconnect with other people in this very loving and allowing way. Great. Awesome. So a lot of our listeners and members of our tribe and our online programs are moms. And we talk a lot about shifting their identity from just being a mom to being more connected to themselves and their desires. So what are some tools or ways that they can shift um, their mindset from 
you know, just being one dimension of just being stay at home mom or, you know, a working mom, whatever that is to being like a empowered woman that we, I believe all are inside. Well, I give every mom out there permission to do just that. And I think if you could sit with yourself a few minutes at the beginning of the day and begin to appreciate who you are as a mom, as a person, as a woman, is, you know, all the things about yourself that you really do like, focusing on the positive. I think that that is a way to nourish and nurture yourself before you then go on to nourish and nurture your entire family. The problem is that when we don't do this for ourselves, we get very resentful and angry. And then the people around us, they don't understand what we're so upset and angry about because here we are, we've placed ourselves in the situation where we're constantly giving and, and then we're angry about it. And mm -hmm. it becomes a very confusing the mass message. On the other hand, you really can't give to others until you have given to yourself and nourished and nurtured yourself, first and foremost. So I encourage people to do that, you know, whether it's 10 minutes in the morning and then 10 minutes in the afternoon, whatever it is, to be a better mother, a better person, a better friend. I think that it's important to do that for oneself first. And do you have a specific practice that you do in the mornings, um, like a particular meditation or journaling? What does your morning routine look like? I sit with myself first thing every morning and download endless amounts of information from the universe, which I believe that we're all able to do. We're just vessels. And if we're open to receiving messages, I believe that we can and do receive those messages your inner being is tapping you on the shoulder all day long, trying to get your attention. And for most of us, we're just brushing it away saying, not now, I'm busy, I don't, I'm not interested, I can't do this now. And it's okay because your inner being is on call 24 seven, 365, it will always be there calling you back to yourself. So listen for that voice, address yourself. And Begin to really regard yourself in a way that you wish to be regarded by others. Awesome. Great. Thank you. And in addition to your book that you co-authored, do you have any other books that you would recommend to us and our listeners? I recommend anything by the teachings of Esther and Abraham Hicks. And there's millions of YouTube videos and um, they have like written many books, but it really is um, so resonates with me in terms of um, we are really here to experience joy. That's really what it's all about, to live our best lives and um, to move about in such a way that, um, it, that it's easy, that things are easy. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. So... Thank you. Thank you. And to conclude, Jamie, would you be able to share with us that three things that you are grateful for at this moment? I do not believe in being grateful, but I am very appreciative. It, the, it, the word gratefulness triggers something for a lot of people. 
um, that is almost like they are feeling guilty and therefore they need to be appreciated. They need to be grateful as opposed to appreciation, which is very different to me. So I am so appreciative for my past because my family and whatever it is that I went through as a small child has really um, gotten me to where I am today, which is a place of complete and total unconditional self-love. The other thing I'm so appreciative for is that there are so many teachers out there walking their talk. And it's really a nice thing to see because I think that is the greatest gift we can give people that we are helping is to walk our talk. And the thing that I'm most grateful for is people in general, because I think people are beautiful and amazing and we can really do and have anything that we believe we can do. And have. So life is amazing. And I really hope that people can tap into some of those joys that are available to all of us. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jamie. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.